Welcome to episode 41 of Three Beers and a Movie. I am Richard Laird and I'm with... Kevin McAllister. Oh, for fuck's sake. Why do you make a name up? He comes in here once every couple of weeks and he just makes a fucking name up, you know? Kevin McAllister. You're here, you're clearly Joe Pesci in this situation, are you not? That'll do. But I do want to see who's Kevin going to wrestle. Is this a real thing? No. Is it not? Oh, Can we get into one who just himself first before we go in there? Sorry, or Barry Neal, and you are? I'm called. Right, okay. discuss your fucking Home Alone fighting thing. What is it you want to discuss? Um, a, while, a while back, Barry posted on Facebook that, um, that Kevin McAllister, as well as someone was Macaulay Dawkins, the challenge a wrestler to, to a wrestling match. Why? Oh, that's. Oh, sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. Really, really excited. This would have got me back into wrestling. If anything would have this would have done it. Why has he done this? What's the, I mean, I don't care, but why has he done this? Yeah, it's uh, CM Punk who's now in the UFC doing MMA fighting. Right. And I think Kevin, not Kevin McAllister, Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> Macaulay Culkin yeah. has Rich. challenged him to a fight because Wait, an, a wrestling fight or a real fight? An actual real fight, fight. I think I feel that I've seen Macaulay Culkin Macaulay Culkin's not got a lot of weight behind him No No, I feel like it's going to end badly for Macaulay Culkin He has got kind of bulky shell or It's not enough to say the guy not to pulverise your brain in, you know I don't know, I think, I think he's quite Quite well, because last week in the US, some guy was taking backflips of some guy's spine. You know what I mean? I think I think yeah, Kevin Kelly's gonna get well, killed. I don't know. Kevin single-handedly fucking wiped out. He's not allowed to take traps into the octagon. That's the problem. <laughs> Is he not? No. Can't no. swing tubs up. Kevin doesn't do much rattles. in the film. He's always working with tools. You know, he's not. He's not through many punches himself. Yeah. I'd watch Macaulay Kong get his head knocked off, you know, it's like, that would be entertaining. I like Macaulay Kong. Yeah, anyway, we're once again at the Raven. Yeah, at the Raven in, in Glasgow. In Glasgow. And the site, the fire. The fire is still blocked off. And yeah. it's a very burnt out building. Because it was a big glass of fucking fire in it, that's right. It's a husk of a building, it's just a shell. Yeah. There's nothing there. Could be okay. I like, well, we're, we're I liked that how the owners of the building were told to take it down. I was like, well, there goes your insurance uh, yeah. dodge there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can spend the money to demolish it. Uh, boys, we used to be Barry's drinking. Barry's drinking tonight. Because Barry's got a day off tomorrow. Yeah. This is going to be a lively affair. Yeah, yeah, it possibly could be. Last time Barry was here, got absolutely smashed. Last time he had like three drinks and he was like on the floor practically. <laughs> Just no shit mix for Barry. What are you drinking, boys? We're drinking, it's with Heidelweissen, I think it's called, isn't it? It's yeah. from West Brewery. Yep. I, think it's, I think it's their session ale. I, I might be wrong with that, but it's, it's nice. It's very nice. I think your lady likes it. Lorraine likes it, does she not? I, I don't know, um, but, you know, at, at the risk of sounding uncultured, um, it does have a very urine colour to it. It does have a bit of colour to it, but it is very tasty. Quite tasty. Yeah. Early morning urine colour. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Definitely there's a cloud in it. There's a cloud in it, but I like it, it's good. Yeah, it's cool. It has a very tasty. Light, mild. And uh, today I'm on I'm on the Pepsi. Because yeah. you're in pain and agony and you're in uh, agony. Um, I broke my pinky toe <laughs> and I, I break my face to the point of I mean it does look a little bit like syphilis on your face, I'm not gonna lie. That's yeah. kinda of like thought it had been punched. Bad, <laughs> I, punched I thought a well. Russian spy had finally got into the <laughs> and taken him out. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm just on I'm just on the coat so, You should drink some alcohol make you feel better, I think. I'll think it will. I think it might do me some all the pain. I think it'll make me stop. Possibly that's it, no. But as always, we're going to think we've not seen the cinema. Uh, sort of home viewings. Home viewings. Richard, you've seen it. I've seen a shit done this week because right. I have been. Because the cinema was closed, there's no hockey on, I've been watching the movies. Um, so I'll go through it very quickly, I don't want to get too bogged down. The first one I watched was something called Going in Style. Stars. Everyone's uh, favourite Michael. Michael Caine, Michael Caine. Uh, Morgan Freeman and um, he said Alan Arkin it was Alan, Alan Arkin basically it's three ageing guys whose company sh- whose previous employer shut down and people put that they're getting pension denied yep. and decide to rob a bank and all to get the pension money back and that's essentially it so it's with only the fucking style and charm that, that those yes. three could muster it is a very charming film it's very three star it's five out no seven out of ten very yeah. average but Absolutely. completely watchable Bank quality or Sunday viewing. I nothing bad about it whatsoever. I think it's one of those films as well. You can, if I remember rightly, you can drift in now, but in time, oh, you, yeah, you can't absolutely. get halfway through on a Sunday afternoon and, yeah. and sit and watch it and be like, that was really yeah. good. Or you could, you know, kind of leave it halfway through and think I was really enjoying that. And yeah, and it's, it's pretty, I don't think there's anything in it really that sort of would offend anyone. anyone. It's very, there's nothing really sort of particularly yeah. sort of racy or anything. It's, 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 it's pretty down the line. It's, it's alright. I enjoyed it. Um, we won't see, that's an alright film. Um, I want to watch was something called Eat Locals, the British film. 
heard of it. It's basically about. Is it ravenous? It's not ravenous, no. It's about like a vampire um, clique who get to who meet in like a sort of like, abandoned farmhouse once every hundred years, and basically the government's trying to kill them because they want to wipe out the vampires. And it's just the story of them trying to survive. It's kind of like a dog soldiers cross with a um, with one we like uh, what we do in the shadows. But not quite as good as that. Are talking triple budget figure? It, it looked a cheap film, it didn't look expensive at all. It was a very cheap movie, it didn't look um, pricey at all. Um, but for what it was, for a British movie, I, I quite enjoyed it. It's a nice, fun cast, everybody had some good laughs in it. Was it a comedy? It's, it's, like, it's like what we do in the shadows, there's definitely, in Dog Soldiers, there's definitely a comedy element to it, but it's not a proper balls out comedy. But it's definitely a funny film. I, I liked it. But it's, it's past, it's, it's a, I think I was at Rewatch it late on a Sunday night, mm-hmm. so it's. Um, Jason Fleming, the direct, the actor, right? Uh, James Bond son. <laughs> no, not James Bond. It's Jason Fleming. No, he spells his name differently. He's spells a Y. Oh, is that? Yeah, no. Jason Fleming. So watch that. Also watched something called Carnage Park, which is a kind of grindhouse American film, um, which is, I really enjoyed for the first hour of it or so, um, and then it sort of descended into sort of your basic horror film, which is kind of lazy after that. But the first hour is proper, like kind of. Tarantino-esque Grindhouse stuff really? that people really like, yeah, and it's really dirty and nasty kind of film, really, really well done movie. Um, uh, what's the other one I watched recently, sorry, it was called Jasper Jones, which is an Australian movie. Which is the Australian Jessica Jones. <laughs> it's more the Australian Stand By Me. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's kind of sweet, quite dark, quite, you know, it's sort of like got a real kind of hard edge to it. Um, a lot of sadness in it, but that's like a really quite a touching movie. Um, yes. Yeah, genuinely, that's just like to find a dead body. Yeah. Um, not for the person who's dead. Yeah, when you're dead, you're dead. You're dead, you're dead. Um, but it's really, it gets in quite a dark area of the story because like sort of a whole family um, secret that gets unveiled and stuff not that far off that to be honest, yeah. but yeah, but apparently, it's based, yeah apparently it's based on an Australian um, like sort of young adult novel, okay. it's sort of well known in Australia, I've never heard of it before, but yeah, it's, it's really quite a nice film, it's on Sky Movies, it's actually a really nice watch. Um, just curveballs I like to do it sometimes, um, who's your oh, uh, favourite actor would probably have to be Mel, Gibson, Mel Gibson, yeah. Uh, oh, Jackman, Jackman's pretty high off the list yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's not the new one, isn't he? Yeah, I'm going to say Jack. I like Mel Yeah, that's yeah, fair yeah. enough. I mean, Mel's, I mean, actually, Mel, Mel's not actually a Mel. He was raised in Australia, he was born in America. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As most Aussies are not born in Oz. Yeah. Like Sam, like Sam, he was in New Zealand. I'm not sure Guy Fierce was born in, in Britain and then he'd moved to him. Um, about Samuel? Sam was a New Zealander yeah. who was born in Northern Ireland. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, you've also got. I'm pretty sure Russell Crowe was born in New Zealand as well, but then yeah. he moved to Australia. Yeah. I was still getting that's all close I can check it out. No, yeah. I'm going to say Al Fisher. Al Fisher, like Al Fisher. I mean, that's a poor choice, well done. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the poor man's Amy Adams is not even the best Amy Adams. But, but she's, she's much better than I don't like Amy Adams. You don't like so many people calling, it's hard to remember who you don't like. <laughs> it's like you, 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 have, you have a lot of hate all well, the time. The one in, in Davies, Pike. Yeah. You don't like Gone I think, I think you're thinking of Gone Girl, not Girl on the Train. I yeah, I don't like her at all. She's not interested. We went off the Australian tangent. Yeah, because you want to bring up the fact you don't like Rosemary Pike. Pretty much. Yeah. Rosemary Pike. Rosemary Pike, sorry. At least I know her name. At least you know her name, true. So that's what I've watched. So yeah, those are confirms I've watched. Barry, what have you watched this week? Anything of interest? It's been a pretty light week. But I did rattle up the hills. Wild Wild Country. Which is on Netflix as a documentary. Is it six part I think, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, somewhere. Six or seven part. Six or seven, and it's like an hour every episode. So you know, it's a fair chunk of watching. And the basic story of that is. The basic story of that is that uh, Indian cult, all about love and. Free love and all that kind of stuff. Spiritualism and all that kind of stuff. They decide after getting booted out of uh, India, their best plan is to move to. It's northern, it's northern um, Oregon. Northern Oregon, yeah, Oregon. And, and they buy a ranch that's so big that it spans two counties. It's something like 60 odd thousand acres. Yes, it's a true story. Yeah. Um, and then. Don't ruin it, but that's just like no, the, the thing. Yeah, and then. Does it get that? Yes. Uh, the, the tone right from the very beginning is nothing short of. Just, <laughs> I think it was 
what made it like just so funny to me was because back then also like because this was like it's like I got a back back town in the middle of Nowhereville in America so it's like all these like kind of like almost like rednecks are like they have no idea yeah. of the, they don't know what they don't know what's hit them yeah. yeah and then so there's a lot of TV crews that kind of like follow them and want to see what's going on and all that kind of thing and then all of a sudden the it starts off as like a farming community, that's what they're going for. And then all of a sudden it kind of starts expanding into another one to build their own city. Mm-hmm. And then, so there's a lot of TV crews there, and then uh, the folk who are in the cult, they're standing there going, oh no, this is totally not a cult, totally not a cult. This isn't like anything like Jamestown, which had happened a few years previously. But yeah, what they don't realise is they're all standing there wearing the same colour of clothing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you're like, how brainwashed are you guys? Yeah. And it's like the fella who was running it made an absolute mint because like these folk would be in order to get into like this place in Oregon, they'd have to give up everything in their life. Sell their home, sell their yeah. possessions. And give all the money to him. And then also like rich Hollywood people started getting involved in it as well. And then uh, I, think the, I think the Simpsons rip it off quite well in that one. They? The one that the na 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 leader. That sort of base that sort of base around us. It's amazing. They they know how to prey on certain people, they prey on personality types, don't they? They must have a certain charisma about them. Kind of calculating intelligence as well that allows us to do this. It, honestly, it's, it's mind blowing, and I really hope to. I really hope in this day and age that maybe five, ten years from now, it appears that there has been a new cult that's been happening in the age of technology, because that would just pure blow my mind. Yeah, um, but mention about that documentary. It's called Well Well Country. Absolutely highly recommend. Like, it's soundtrack is phenomenal. It's done by the guys done a, a documentary last year, I think the year before, called The Battered Bastards of Baseball. Yeah. Which are brilliant. It's, it's just a single. It's like an hour, maybe two hours long. Whereas other ones like, like this is a, a mini series almost. Yeah, yeah. The Battered Bastards of Baseball is a brilliant documentary, um, all about a baseball team who start up in like, the minor leagues. Um, as an independent team trying to ride through the division, like trying to basically play the division without having affiliation with a big team. Um, it was owned by Kurt Russell's dad. Uh, Kurt Russell pitched for him at one point and stuff like that. So it's a crackingly good documentary, but it seems people doing something a different way. Yeah, it's really good. So, where were country? Anything else you watched of interest? No, that was it. That was in it. the old home viewing. Home viewing. Um, Colin? I, I revisited a, a fun favourite of three beers. Um, me and Errol and the Dying Girl. Me and Errol and the Dying Girl, it's an amazingly uh, good film. Yeah, one of the posh, but my top ten. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I can't find any fault with it. That, that no, was a really no. good year that year, I think. Two years ago, what came out, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, two years ago. We, we Richard, seen it the summer back there. I think you were always with as well, yeah, she was there. Um, and it was, it was absolutely, well, just, yeah. Um, it's funny, heart wrenching, touching, moving, intelligence. Yeah. Doesn't pander to its audience. It's just every, every box works, yeah. from you know a success movie, it's there, and that's um, that's all that the first rewatch of done since we've seen it, and just just as. Well, there's two films about that year. Um, it was the year Mad Max came out. So Mad Max won the film for me. Uh, it was the best film that year. But you had Mia on the Dying Girl. You had a film called Dope as well. Dope. Both great. Right again, very like totally whip smart, clever, but touching. Which are fantastically good films. These are really well written films. And it's nice to see the girl from Mia on the Dying Girl turns up in the new Spielberg one. Yeah, she's she's in that. Yeah, so it's nice to see her. She's, she's in that as well. Yeah, she's she's done well. It's nice to see her doing like actually moving on. I think the boy's done all right as well. He's done John John Berthold in it as well. Yeah, but he was he was he was Beforehand, obviously, and he's just he's no, continued. It's, just, it's, just, good, it's, good, it's good, good cash, yeah, yeah absolutely. Good yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, and just rewatching it again was a pleasure. Um, so, it's maybe something I want to revisit soon because I think it's a crackly good film. Yeah, oh, just watch it's it. It's a fantastic, um, fantastically good movie. It's absolutely wonderful just film. Just watch it because it will make you smile and cry. And yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely worked perfectly. But that was really my only. Only, only home viewing. As well, yeah. Yeah. So, what's it called, sorry? Me and Errol and the Dying Girl. And before we start on to the actual movie, we're now drinking something else. By what mean you're drinking? AM and PM. AM and PM. Yep. Thornbridge from Thornbridge Brewery, and it's nice, nice wee zing to it. Haven't tried it yet, but I'm looking forward to it. Yes, we're on that now. And we've also because our friend Chris arrived and dropped off a mascot for us, which we will be picked up of it of our monkey friend, which is now distracted. Little Barry, um, who has distracted Colin no end and trying to get any conversation out of him now until the end of the podcast, could be next to impossible. 
because he is very attracted by the monkeys. very bendy monkey. I, I do I like Simeon. You, you love a Simeon? You do love a Simeon? Not, not a friend. I do have a hard on for Simeon. It, it's not a sexual love, it's just, just a love. Well, yeah. funny thing is, wee bag eight is round about the same size of wee bag eight. But on to cinema viewings. On to the big screen. Big screen. So, a couple of films that I've seen myself that don't any of you guys saw. The first one up is Tomb Raider. Um, who? Everyone's favourite, Alicia. Alicia Vikander. Yeah. Um, it's directed by a guy called Roar Unthug, I think his name is. <laughs> what uh, was that, sorry? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think his name is Unthug. So I really apologise. Yeah. Fucking yeah, I don't, because you made me watch Tomb Raider. Um, oh, so oh, it's, oh. it's um, Roar, and his spell, his surname is U T H A U G. Utah. Utah? Right, we'll go with that, that's okay, fine. Yeah. Um, so the plot of the film is it's, it's, a, it's, your, it's not your daddy's Tomb Raider, it's a new Tomb Raider. She's street smart. She's edgy, she lives in a bedsit, she's rejected the um the, the rich life and she's what lives in the street. Basically she wants to be the common people song by pulp, is what she wants to be. Um and her father um is gone missing, she's got to, she's gonna have uh, she's gonna have to handle the company. Before she does that, she goes on one an adventure to try and find out what maybe happened to him. Um, and that's where the story unfolds from. Now, from what the reviews I've heard is um in terms of the genre we're talking here is video game. Video game in the film is not good, but anyway, the, which isn't I've heard there is a lot of beats straight from the game, like like scene for scene. But I've done it a control panel. Yes, that sounds like yeah. So you've got in the film you've got Alicia Vikander playing Lara Croft. Um, you've got Dominic West playing Mr. Croft. The, the dad. And you've got Walton Goggins playing the main bad, bad guy. He's a bad guy, yeah. How close is the fucking bad guy? Look at him. He can't play an other than the bad guy. Mm, yeah. yeah, okay. And uh, you've got Daniel Wu, who apparently he's in a few things. I don't really. I, yeah, I recognise him from a couple of things. Um, and also you've got Kirsten Scott Thomas playing. The mama. Not the mum, she's like sort of the head of the company. And you've got David, David Jacoby as well, comes up in it for like five minutes as well. David Jacoby. Yeah. Um, like you said, yeah, watching the film, there are moments in it that are directly out of the video game where you can almost see something's it's like, it's like a cutscene, and then she goes, oh my god, I need to go and get this. At which point you know that's the point where the camera would zoom in and that's the point you take over control of Lara and you've got to try and get this thing. And like any video game, watching someone play a video game is pretty much the most dull, boringest thing in the planet, I think. Unless you're watching it all play soon. Yeah. You, would you watch people play video games? Yeah, all the time. Seriously? Yeah. What's the interest in doing that? Uh-huh. I don't get it, because I, like, I would never watch somebody play a video game. I'd want to play a video game. It's to see their take your style, right? That's what it is. I think it's, I think it's really dull and boring. I'd like yeah, probably watch people live or something. Uh, Twitch. Twitch, yeah. Twitch people sit and watch people play video games. Yeah. No, Twitch big business. Big business. Yeah, big business. So you pay to watch people watch uh, play video games? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Two weeks ago, some fella and Drake live streamed uh, them playing Fortnite, which is like a shooter game. Within within a week, the amount of like rolling viewers within a time slot had had surpassed it by another like five hundred thousand. Well, wow. uh, like, okay, so maybe I'm old school, but I think playing video games is something you, you enjoy doing, but not actually watching. That's oh. something. Um, the film itself, it constantly tries to keep moving as quickly as possible, so you don't actually have to focus on anything. Okay. Which, maybe that's not a bad thing for to try and do. Um, the, so when it does stop for like five minutes, you're trying to think, give you some plot. You know, this is like some of the worst dialogue, like the sort of boring dialogue you've ever heard. It's just, it's absolutely awful. Some weak, weak, weak ass CGI. Yeah. <coughs> <coughs> really bad. <coughs> the only good thing about it is um, the candor is good because I find a really watchable actress. Yeah, mm-hmm. She's always good in everything she does. I don't really think it's in a bad film. Even if it's in a film that's not great, she's always very watchable. Yeah. Um, the rest of the cast just look. Dominic West looks like he's phoned it in. Walter Goggins does look like he cannot be fucked doing this at all. He looks completely disinterested. <laughs> and pretty much everyone else in the cast looks like they've been much rather doing anything else but this, but they're probably going to a shit ton of money to do this over anything else. Um, right, so, I think, I think you need to give us one two rates. Right. Is, this is kind of bad because this was meant to be the reboot of the franchise. I mean, I don't know, what is your favourite video game adaptation? It's a shit thing to pick from. I think it's going to be Rampage. You've, you've not seen that, you can't judge it. What is out? That's how confident I'm about okay. to Right, okay. So what other video games are out that you've... What other video games from? Resident Evil, some of them are alright. Resident Evil I think is not bad. The first thing that I quite enjoy, the first Resident yeah. Evil. Well, a, re- a really good one was... Um, what's the zombie one? Uh, zombie game out on Xbox. Dead Island. 
No, 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 it's a hard genre to pick from because a lot of people like what you're going to do you're going to remake the game why uh-huh. is anyone going to see that because they've sat through and played it uh-huh. all your core audience that want to go and see it have already sat through the uh-huh. game so then you have to think of like a kind of strange origin story mixed with something exactly else. and it just doesn't work no it doesn't and it just didn't work uh, um, Dead Rising Dead Rising yeah. so there you go well done you shout it's good film it's funny I'm going to give it a 4 out of 10 as an overall movie. Overall movie, 4 out of 10. Movie, just Compared to the other video game movies, like you give it your yeah. Super Mario, your, yeah. I, I think it's, it's, it's better. It's not as good as Resident Evil, which I quite enjoy Resident Evil. Um, it's not as good as Silent Hill, which I think is pretty average, which is a bit, you know, so I'd probably put it in the, I don't know, like a, again, a 4 out of 10 for a new uh, it's just, it's just, it's just, it feels lazy. It feels like it, it doesn't have much doing it. And there's whole scenes that just don't make sense. Like the point they're going like, the problem is they've got such an iconic character that they aren't going to get the audience for it. Oh, totally, yeah. Totally. yeah. I mean, this film, I went and seen it on uh, Saturday morning, early morning. It was pretty busy cinema, so yeah. that's a film. Um, it probably tells you it's got an audience because just the character. It's, it's brand recognition. Yeah. People go see it because of that. Yeah, but I imagine it'll be gone from the cinema pretty quickly. I don't yeah. see it hanging around for any length of time. It's not going to break into the records. <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, yeah. Uh, one I've seen without you as well, Colin, was something called A Wrinkle in Time. A Wrinkle in Time was a Disney, Disney film. I'm intrigued by this. Directed by Ava DuVernay, who did a film called Selma, which is obviously an excellent film, really like that. Yeah, yeah. He also did a, did a great documentary, it's on Netflix, called 13th. It's all about sort of like basically the 13th Amendment um, and how it's like been used to basically oppress the African American population from about 1700, essentially, um, all the way through to now. You know, how the, basically the society keeps renegotiating this thing and it just sort of. To, to change to what we do is to, to beat people down. So far it becomes like Jim Crow laws and it becomes like you know voting laws of way. So it's, just, it's a fantastic documentary. Yeah, you find it, try and watch it, it's absolutely great. Um, time. About Franklin time, yeah. <laughs> so the plot of Franklin time is it's very odd. Christopher Pine, Chris Pine. Who is most handsome man on the planet, I think. He's a handsome motherfucker. He's a physicist who goes missing because he's trying to uncover he goes he's trying to uncover sort of the secret of time travel and sort of space travel and sort of like the idea that we're all connected in the universe. Um, when he goes missing, you don't know what's happened to him, his young daughter is very smart as well. She's worried about what does this mean to her? Would it Holly Cosmic go away? Like is he's right away from home or something like that? Um, and then essentially three people, three beings turn up who then take her away in this sort of adventure across the universe and galaxy to try and find her father okay. who's missing. I think uh, you're simplified it. Simplified it, yeah. Yeah, that's basically, yeah. Apparently it's based on a very, very popular novel that I've never actually heard of, so that's, that's how popular the novel is. You heard of it? Oh, good job, I've never heard of it. Um, so in the film you've got Storm Reed, who plays the main girl, the main protagonist in it. Um, you've got Oprah Winfrey, playing one of the, the three beings, um, alongside Reese Wellspoon and Mindy Calling. Who is from the Mindy Project and also The Office, if you watch that. Um, next to them, you've got Levi Miller, you've got um, Michael Pena, you've also got Chris Pine, like I said, and you've also got, um, I think her name is Gugu Mabith Raw, who was in Bell. Have you ever seen the film Bell? Really good film, she's really good in that film as well. Um, this film, it looks stunning. Like, you think, like, see, the kind of, remember that film, What Dreams May Come? Yeah. The Ron Williams one. It's that kind of style of, like, sort of, like, like sort of, uh, trippy out of this one. Yes, yeah. totally throws you, kind of almost 2001-8 times, you know, sort of really, really takes you. But <coughs> for a lot of the time, it falls in love with itself, uh-huh. like how pretty it can be. And because of that, it sort of neglects story a lot of the time. It doesn't, you don't, the story sort of really gets bogged down for a massive chunk of you, just going like, this doesn't even go anywhere. I'm not really sure where it's, I don't even know why it's doing what it's doing. And the other thing I really annoyed about it was it doesn't lay down any rules. So, like in any film, you have a rule, like you know, like in a zombie film, you have like you have to kill them, you have to shoot them in the head to kill them. Yeah. If you get bit, you become a zombie. That's basically it. Mm-hmm. Sci-fi film, you can, we can do this, we can do that, but we can't do this because if we do this, this happens. Yeah. There seems to be no rules in this universe, 
So is it intentional or just a laser ring? I don't know if it's laser ring or just they didn't made me books like that. I've probably heard the book very short on plot, but a lot on tone as well. Right. So maybe that's the idea behind it is idea like so the three beings are essentially sort of like almost godlike beings. They can do whatever they want, so they send the kids off to this adventure and everything they get in trouble, they turn up and help them going, like, so why don't you fucking help me to begin with? They just, yeah. <laughs> There's no reason given as to why they don't just show them where to go. You know? Um, so that seems like kind of bad storytelling to me. The tone is a little bit uneven from the start, and you're not really sure what way it's going to go. It does kind of settle down in the final sort of two thirds of it, but for the first third, first maybe 40 minutes, the tone is a little bit kind of, I'm not really sure what's happening. You know, it seems like kind of, things just seem kind of jarring out of place. In an attempt to be visually stunning, that kind of loses something. Yeah. This, this film yeah. saying that your target audience is maybe 12 to 15 year olds. I think possibly younger than that. Yeah. I think possibly. Do, yeah. do you think it's too much, or are kids smarter than you? No, I think the film is. I think the kids are going to be. If the kids who are going to see it are going to be wrapped up in the visuals of it, and they're going to see how amazing it looks. Yeah, right. Um, I'm trying to think of an example. Maybe it's like Fantasia, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't really get Fantasia, but we remember Fantasia being like, holy shit, it looks, it looks, it looks incredible. Amazing. What's the story? Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, um, performances like yeah, performances. Storm Reid in the in the main role is excellent. She's really she's a really good actress. I think she'll go into big things. She sounds like she's like an amalgamation of the Fantastic Four. Possibly Storm, Storm Reid. Yeah, um, she's really good in it. Uh, Reese Wellspoon is probably the only one of the three god ones who get the tone right. They realise they're working in a kids movie, so she's playing it in a childlike, fun fashion. Okay. Mindy Callings dialogue prevents that because of the way she's got to communicate with people and Oprah Winfrey seems like she's acting in a different film because Goldberg was the intended cast in the I don't know who they're I mean I can understand why they put Oprah because everyone seems to love Oprah which is fair enough they're all goofy as well but um, yeah they kind of put her on it's like sort of the god the god figure among god figures and because that she seems just totally it doesn't seem to work for me and I really didn't like a performance in it at all Chris Pine again very good in it as well it always excellent so yeah no it's, it's a fun it's enjoyable it's got moments in it I found it a little bit confusing at times, um, but I give it an A, an a plus for effort, if not in full execution. Out of ten, so would you give it Six more? and a half. Six and a half, yeah. Wow, this is the, the trailer sells this one, because when you see the trailer, you know, you think, wow, this is, this is you know, fucking amazing, high concept stuff. So yeah. it sounds like it's an misleading trailer. It's not a misleading trailer, they, they, she is, you've got to admire someone who swings for the fences, because mm. so many films, as like we've looked at Tomb Raider, for example, earlier on, they're so happy to settle just for mediocre or beige yep. Yep. so when someone does take a big swing at something and they don't quite connect with at least they're trying you can, you've got to appreciate that sometimes yeah, because it's, it's easy to knock it down it's yeah. easy to knock it down I don't like knock it down I think it's something that should be seen as visually very stunning but it's just, it didn't quite hit the mark the same way I wanted to hit the mark mm. and I was rooting for this film to do well okay. um, and I think it will unfortunately disappear quite quickly because of that do you think they think you would get more out of it in a second term or do you think it's like a one and done I th- honestly I have no urge to go back and see it again or even watch it on DVD to be honest wow. I really don't have any urge to see it okay. um, it's a real shame maybe maybe if you have kids and stuff that maybe you'd like to see it Yeah. I, I would compare it to a film like Tomorrowland you remember the Tomorrowland the one yeah. I would compare it to that and I found Tomorrowland compelling from start to finish and I wanted to watch that film again this one no one's going to watch it again yeah, right, it. yeah Richard's unhappy Stop with you making Marvel movies and focus focus on this shit <laughs> um, yeah so that was there in on time now we're going to the bank, the only film we've all seen. Oh. <laughs> uh, Some of us going to go. Yeah, so we're going to go with um, Pacific Rim Uprising. Can Barry go first? We'll, we'll, we'll get to we'll do the we'll do the the, the, um, the admin for the first and let Barry go. Okay. Um, so Pacific Rim Uprising, directed by Stephen S. Knight. Do you know who he is? He's the guy that's not done a whole fucking lot much apart from this film. Well, he's not. This is his first directing feature. Yeah. But as a writer producer, he done Buffy, Smallville. Yeah. He done Spartacus. He done he done Daredevil season one. He's a showrunner for that. So. No, but he's a showrunner for it. So he's He's a guy who's he's a guy in charge of the whole show. He's very boxed TV so far. Yes, most definitely, yes. Um, plot of the film is set five years after, no, so it's set ten years after the original film. It's made this film set, this film was made five years after the original film came out. Yeah. It's set ten years later. Essentially, we beat the Kaiju, Kaiju but the world's still living in the fear that they might come back yeah. to a great degree. So we're still building Jaegers. to try and sort of combat them. You've got John Jaeger who plays the son of Iris Elba. Yep. Um, and he was once uh, going to be a Jaeger pilot and decided to drop out and now live a life of luck, like not a kind of like a roguish lifestyle, a hand solo-esque lifestyle, I don't know if somebody even says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, 
uh, and then he gets he gets brought back into the fold to fight and who but you know as he's brought back into the fold shit goes happen and and how you start to return yeah, yeah. Almost like them in. Uh, like I said, we've got in the fight John Boyega playing the main the sort of main role. He's charming. He's a very charming he's actor. Yeah. 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 Ridiculously handsome, but doesn't really have. It might have been very dumb, you know that. He doesn't have a lot going on with any drones. It's in carry something. It's something, yeah. So that's that's not. It's not just the look; it's the sound. He's got the voice applied a little bit. Yeah, he's very much applied now. You also get a kind of newcomer called Kaylee Spenny, I think her name is. She plays the sort of like the kind of foil to John Boyega character. I thought she was really good in the film. Oh yeah. Uh, you've got Charlie Day playing a role, um, and you've also got um, I think Teen Jing playing like the, the girl who's like, sort of the the tech expert who goes a bit who goes who, who becomes sort of maybe not evil tech expert. Yeah. I'm really sure. I've got my favourite. Your favourite actor who is Gorman. Gorman, Gorman, who's got the weirdest looking face in the planet. I know, but he's so watchable. Yeah, the way he was back there. I yeah. him so so much. I think he was the most interesting thing in the movie. He's nice because this is when he's sort of playing almost a kind of comedy role. He's sort of having fun, yeah. but he normally plays it. Like a creepy guy a lot yeah. of times. Yeah, he's, he's definitely having fun with it. But you know, just the way he shuffles and stuff like yeah. that, he, he, you know, he's got a character. He has. He really has. And but general opinions, Barry, we want to you Barry. first of all. Go. What do you think of this film? You, you saw it today. So it's yes. very fresh in your mind. Barry's seen it in the big screen. Yes. <laughs> it was. It was, yeah. Uh, Refresh your mind, Barry, what do you think of it? Uh, oh, that's, that's not a good early noise. The, the problem is I'm such a I'm such a lover of the anime series uh, Neo Genesis Evangelion, right? Okay. Which is very very similar to this, but instead of like strange like space monsters, is like uh, angels who are also kind of robots. There's a strange overlying like religious right, okay. to this anime thing. But the, the mechs in that look very similar to the mechs in this. Well, okay. What came first, Pacific Rim or the other anime? This, the anime thing was made in the early 90s or something. Oh, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, uh, I, I like to get fighting, but it's always. I get it that in the movie they have people there for the for scale, right? Yes, so you're yeah. like, holy shit, that thing's massive. But realistically, if you've seen two giant things fighting, you'd be like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. They but, do have a line in this film though at one point where they're fighting in Tokyo, and they say after the, the kaiju comes ashore and they say like a metal fence like going, everybody's been evacuated from the city. Go to town is like, no, they did not evacuate that city. And, and, yeah, Tokyo's underground, yeah. It's like yeah, that's all. Tokyo gets fucked over the whole Which once again that kind of that also in Evangelion as well it's like they've built Tokyo and all this all the skyscrapers disappear into the ground right, okay. things turn up do you know why? Godzilla Godzilla makes them fearful yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a little bit cheesy just because we're on the subject I thought it was really cheesy when they were in Tokyo when uh, all the car uh, what are they called Jaegers get dropped and then that one came sliding in I'm like oh, what's going on here it felt very transformative yeah it, it was very I don't know I thought we were kind of done with the big kind of mech monster transformer movies I thought we were done with them oh, but no never like them. People like to fight, make toys out of them, people love it. I wasn't overly sold on the whole story. Right. Because I was, I was saying to Colin earlier, I was kind of sitting and then I can The first bit, I was about like, alright, here we go, this story's going somewhere. Then all of a sudden it just ta- tapered off and it was just fight, fight, fight. There is a shit ton of plot in the first 35 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Which then disappears into sort of a series of just. One tiny conclusion at the end. Uh-huh. One, hit, yeah. one antagonist. That's it. That's it, yeah. You do not need all that delivery. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of plot that doesn't really need it. You could have trimmed a good half minute. Uh, yeah. Ah, you could have trimmed half hour and, and if you trimmed like one storyline out and maybe developed other storylines. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
Jobby get runs in, he goes to back, he fights, and boom. A couple of moments that you've seen that I'm coming a mile away just because it's like very bog standard yeah. cinema, you pick the box affairs, you know, where someone's like injured or dying, yeah, yeah, yeah. someone comes to save the day. And there's nothing wrong with tropes, I mean, tropes make cinema to an extent, you know, there's nothing yeah. wrong with a trope. But in like a lackluster movie, I think those moments stand out. Yes, more. I know, absolutely agree. It feels like they're always just hitting box if they are picking boxes, example. Like we're on page 85 of the script, which we're doing this now. Yeah. So you're all, you're not overly slow on it, Colin? I like the fights, I'll give it that. Yeah, the, fights. the fighting and the mo- and the monster things were cool as fuck. Yeah, okay. you know? um, I went in with expectations and I was mildly surprised by enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I think. But we're all kinda of agreeing on just how is the story is really overcome you know when Big Robots are fighting, you don't need a lead into that. No, you're it's right. not as much of a lead anyway. Um, but I like yeah, like Barry said, the, the, the fight was great. Um, I like a lot of the robots had personal well, like scrapper. Scrapper stands out as this cool wee robot. Yeah. The big kind of main one, you know, Gypsy Mobs. You kind of know the robots, and I like the kind of stylized. Synchronised combat. Yeah, you know the robots. You don't know any of the, the guys in the robots. They, they're, they're all from clubs. Because they're all like generic Russian chick who's pissed off. Yeah. Generic Japanese guy who's a fucking ninja. That is very, you know, by the numbers. That is a fucking movie by numbers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just too much for um, it. could have done more action. I did think the action scenes in this were a lot more defined than they were in the first one. The first one I thought was a lot murkier. You know, it was almost just grinding me all the time. Right. But this there was time where you could see, you know, fall. I disagree. Like um, when it, there's two set, there's two fights in this, or two sets of fights. Yiga versus Kaiju is still fun as hell, but that's still a lot of cool to watch. You know, watching a big robot fight a monster is still pretty badass, and it is still fun to watch. The, not spoiling the plot of the film, there is Jaeger on Jaeger action in this. Yes, hardcore Jaeger on Jaeger action. I had absolutely no clue what was going on. I didn't fall at all. I, I also was giant bits of metal hitting it. It's transformer syndrome for me, where you don't have a clue what's going on. I don't know who I'm rooting for, who I care about. Obviously, it's just, I'm just seeing massive CGI on the screen. I don't really give a damn what's happening. Can I just quickly interject here, because there's something I didn't really understand. What was that thing with the brain thing in the jar and Charlie stuck on the headset? What was that all about? Was he controlling from the first film? No, it's not controlling him. It's kind of tapped into his brain. Yeah, they can share that. They can share thoughts and things. So it's just basically the second brain from Kaiju, which they they took from the first movie. That's how they kind of discovered how to destroy it. So there you go. So I've given you the first movie. Yeah. Yeah. It was really cool visual in this film. Like the the stuff at the start and the montage, and you see like the the old skeletons of the kaiju yeah, lie yeah. in the beach and stuff yeah, like that yeah, and he's cool which might be a better movie exploration I mean I think if you, if you want to see a film like that if you watch the film Monsters that's essentially a guy trying to survive the sort of the sort of like um, hazard zone sort of yeah, yeah. The, the, the decontaminated zone the track, or contaminated zone the decontaminated zone trying to survive that area you know and that made really interesting sort of film but um I'm kind of, I'm not quite as harsh on it as Barry, I'm not quite up on it as you were. Um, there's bits I really liked in it, but there's stuff I just found it really dull. And there's so much plot in the first 40 minutes, and we're like, what the hell is it? Where the hell is this film going? If you trimmed three of the plots out and yeah. developed one plot, yeah. you'd have an alright story that could probably follow. Definitely too much. We don't, we, we don't need that much explanation for it's a very simple premise. Yeah, very, very simple, simple premise. Out of 10, sir? I'm going to go with 6. I would give it a six as well. I would give it a six. It's weird how we've wow. all completely come around this year, completely off. Yes, thank six, you. Six, six, six. Yeah, we all came from complete Pacific Rim Uprising. Hello, Andy. Hello. Oh, <laughs> I'm glad I'm there. Glad I'm no more. <laughs> Comparing it to the other Transformers films, like the Transformers movies, which are like two and a half hours long and just utterly retarded and I just cannot enjoy them at all. I this is relatively trim, it's about an hour and fifty, isn't it? Just number two, so it's relatively brief, it's not overly to the point where you're like, oh my god, my ass is getting really sore. And it does move at a decent enough pace, you can enjoy it. If you've had a hard day, you can watch it, you, you can actually know yeah. the plot and you still enjoy it. Yeah. You don't need to follow the plot, who gives a fuck, because you know where it's going anyway. Yeah. You, know, you just want to get out that final 45 minutes, which is a
is she is she insane is she not and quite earlier on it kind of I'm not going to spoil but the, the, the answer is given earlier on yeah, yes yeah, and yeah. that kind of straight away you're like now I know uh-huh. I mean, yeah that's but, when it starts going into the horror film yeah, yeah. but um, good creepy moments in it yes it builds tension I really like the guy that played the stalker yeah getting the cast I mean, the cast is always clear for you the guy playing the stalker is Joshua Leonard Little bit project. That's it. Was in. That's his only big other credit. He's, in a, he's actually worked consistently in actor since then. Right. So that's always the one you'll be remembered for. Um, I get, he was. He was really good. And it, it came and he almost picked him. A little, well, yeah, a little bit, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't like Claire Foy. I don't think. I've not, seen her, I've not seen her enough stuff. I thought she actually was really good in this. I thought she was fantastic in this movie. I thought she really brought that sense of like a desperation. She looked to me like a poor man's Lindsay Lohan. <coughs> she is no Lindsay Lohan, a poor man's Claire Foy, I think. Don't you dare disrespect Lindsay Lohan. I'll defend You've also got Jay Farrow in it as well, who's from Saturday Night Live. He plays the um, the friend in the what, the host in the facility. You've got, you've got, do you know Temple in it as well? She was terrible. She's not terrible. No, she wasn't bad. She was underused completely. She was given no role when it was a real change. She's a really good actress, you know Temple. And I like to see her in a lot of stuff. Um, and also you get Amy Irving, who was terrible. That's her mother. She was a, she was a mum. Oh, she was dreadful. She was badly. She was she bad. She was sick. She was. She was sick. Isn't it? <laughs> she made me sick. <coughs> She was poor. I really didn't like her. I thought she was really, really wooden. Do you think the iPhone? You know, this film is famously shot on an iPhone. Oh, on an iPhone, yeah. Um, what movie? What movie? Yeah. Even Regency bit. Not Regency bit. No, no, no. Um, can you tell? Well, I don't think. I think you can tell. Kinda. Yes, the film shot on an iPhone. Soderbergh is using some very expensive lighting rigs and also some very, very expensive sound technology to make sure that everything's captured on sound, you know, so it's not... Anything to prevent you. It's like life, yes. Uh, it's not an additive device to just want to film it. I think it's to get the sense of, you know, somebody's stalking you, that's basically their entrance into your world. Yeah, and I think it's kind of voyeuristic, very much voyeuristic, kind of like, it costs probably to it. I think because we see so many freaking movies, I think... I could tell it was an iPhone, you can see it. Yeah, I think so as well, yeah. Yeah, but I don't know if maybe you were as mad as us and what you were as Maybe kind of not, yeah, and just think it was just a purely short film, maybe, but yeah, I think you can tell. It does mean, apparently shot this on a very... 10-day um, shoot. 10-day, 10-12-day shoot. Um, it was with a very minimal crew as well. But it was 1.8. Yeah, so, and it, yeah, so it, was very, it was very sort of minimal. It, it, feels, it feels very much like a student film. Like, yeah. almost like sort of a doing sex like a video tape again, something along those Oh, no, you can't put big budget into a fucking iPhone film. That's ridiculous, you can't yeah, do I it. I think that's what's happened with ratings, or do you think it is? Do you have one of the not as good ratings? I don't think, I don't think it's a bad film. I think it's actually quite, I actually quite enjoyed it. I thought it was a decent movie. Um, the problem I had with it is kind of, kind of some of the call. I thought some of the performances were a little bit uneven. Um, Cliff Boy was excellent. I thought also Joshua Leonard, the guy playing the stalker, he was also very good, as was Jane Farrell. Um, but he was, he was actually in a different film, but it kind of worked for the movie. Um, but I did think General Temple was woefully underused. And some of the kind of supporting actors behind that, like sort of the doctors and nurses and that, just didn't seem like they knew how to deliver lines. It sort of felt very sort of the performance was very uneven, very sort of almost amateurish, almost a little bit. Yeah, it felt like it felt, yeah, it felt like that. Um, it also, like you said, when you first heard the description of it, it sounds like a psychological, a psychological thriller. But once it starts to become a horror, it starts to speed towards being a horror very quickly. Okay. And it sort of rattles towards the end. I mean, it's only it's only 99 minutes long, but from about the 80th minute on, it is. Fucking streamlining towards the conclusion. Yeah, it's trying to get the conclusion and it's, just, it's fucking barreling towards this conclusion and it throws so much stuff at you. Like you said, it's the whole thing about you know America, American medical system using people as commodities to make money. Yeah. Then it's all about like sort of the over medication of people as well. It's, it's all that kind of stuff in it. Then also you got this whole horror thriller part of it. So it's it's trying to do big things. Some maybe trying to do too much with quite a small concise movie. Uh, and it can maybe again be a bit more focused and streamlined. You know, to try and get that maybe get if it decides it's a thriller or horror and been different. If it's maybe try maybe ground try to comment on the medical system and the drug thing, maybe try and focus on one of them and see where we can go from that. You know, so it's, it felt like it's just a bit unfocused by what it had. Okay. Uh, overall I quite enjoyed it. Wasn't a bad film. Well I'm still on cheap power and nothing is I've said it made me think I don't want to see it anymore. I know people will hate it. Yeah. Like that's or, or people will dislike it a lot. I, I, I think almost in 
thinking ham what yeah. do you not like it and a crowd thinking do you know what the dirt was alright and right. you know I wouldn't maintain the box of that so yeah out of 10 out of 10 6 again 6 again I give it a 7 yeah. slightly, slightly warmer on the news 7 out of 10 yeah. I enjoyed it actually quite, 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 quite decent um, that was us for this week wasn't it no it wasn't because I once, oh. you, once you left me oh you, yeah we left we left me right. Colin left me oh, at the cinema last night by myself with a psychopath in the cinema yeah so I went and seen a film called um, Proud Mary who also was set <laughs> thankfully the, the psychopath was not in Proud Mary which was much yeah, more pleasing to me you may even watch me I don't know there was some very odd characters in the in what it is, odd, uh, Proud Mary because it's like a film at 9 o'clock on a Tuesday there was no one there with anyone put it that way everyone was there by themselves you know it's, it's that kind of crowd the, sad for this film is it, it's been getting critically fucking high yep. I think it's really unfair that Basically, it's got one show at 9 o'clock at night, that's it. Yeah. I think that's a shame. And, you know, more exposure might change the kind of things like that, but it just seems... Maybe not. It's a shame, but... It's a business, but I'm yeah. So, Proud Me, directed by a guy called Baba Najafa, who directed a film called London Has Fallen, which anyone who's seen that will know it is pretty horrendous. Yes. Oh, I didn't even manage all that. No, that is awful. Yeah. What's your favourite game? That's that's from the first one. That's from White House down. Is it? That's from not that's the uh, White the um, White House is falling or something like that. Yeah. I mean it's Here you know you've got the wrong film. I'm not going to give you you've picked the wrong film. It's the same franchise. Same franchise, yes. Because yeah. now you want. I'll be back. That's from Alien. It's like, no, it doesn't work, no. Same one. universe, come on. Called Angel Has Fallen. Angel Has Fallen, yeah. I mean, woohoo. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the plot of this film is Mary um, is a hit woman who works for her family, who are sort of essentially gangsters in New York, who own, no, sorry, New York, Boston, who own part of Boston. Um, she kills someone she, could, she shouldn't kill. Which has meant that there's essentially going to be a gang war break out between her, uh, her family and other families, but she can't tell her family that she did this. All the well, there's also a kid involved in this who of a, a hit she done previous in the past that she's trying to look after and make sure you get him on the straight and narrow. That's basically the plot. Put it in what's in the song title. Yeah, that's basically it, yeah. Um, no, no. Um, in this film, you've got um, Tara P. Henson, who is big for the Empire, the TV show. And also the oh, yeah. Hold on. Oh yeah, Hidden Figures. She's in that as well, yes. Uh, she's also in Boston Legal. You've got Billy Brown, who's in the Netflix show How to Get Away with Murder. And also Sons of Anarchy. And you've got Xander Berkeley coming up in it. Xander Barkley coming up in it. Who's that? He is a guy in Terminator who Terminator 2 who gets put the thing through his, the milk carton through his head. Right, he's in everything, he's got like 900 credits, he turns up in everything. And you've got Danny Glover coming up in it as well. And the young kid is played by a guy called Jahi Daya Winston. Um, so he's in it as well. Sounds like Danny Dyer, I don't watch compare him to the kid in Pacific Rim. Kaylee Spini was, I thought, not an annoying child actor. I thought she was really yeah. good. Yeah. This kid's an annoying character. He pissed me off, yeah. It's very kind of actors, but they are the real annoying kid actors. Yeah, you like them you don't like them, yeah. Um, the problem with this film is, we've saw the trailer a hundred times now. The trailer's been in the, tra- the cinema for a long time now. And it's got a really, it's got a really cool Proud Mary song playing over it. And it's like, kind of, going into this, it's all kind of John Wick-esque, sort of like black female character. Kicking ass. Kicking ass. Two minutes and half Yeah, that's not the film. The film has been totally missold as that movie. Mm. It is more of a thriller. So the action happens in maybe the last 10 minutes of the film and a wee snippet midway through the film. Other than that, it's all dialogue and talking, which is fine if you want to go and see, but that's not the film I, I, was, I was sold. So I'm sitting there watching this is not the film I wanted, and because I, I was really kind of bored for most of the movie, just didn't engage me at all. This film's got Danny Glover in it, and I just didn't care. And that's wrong. People should, I should always care about Danny Glover. Um, the performances all stream of guys who, and girls who do television, not movies. You know, so you've got, you look at the films for Empire, Boston Legal, How You Way Murder, Sons of Anarchy, all very good in that small screen but don't really have the, the gravitas and the push and the sort of just appeal to be on a big screen for 99 minutes. You know, I didn't really engage with anybody on the screen. Um, pace is really slow. 
to do some repeated shots for no reason. I felt like I saw the same car drive into a driveway about 19 times every time she away from a mission. It's like, why? You don't have to show me. I get she's came home. Just show her walking in the fucking house and I'll be okay with it. I know she got home by the car. Um, and also, there's a thing with. Maybe we maybe become too spoiled because we get stuff like a John Wick, like The Raid, like Judge Dredd, or Dredd, sorry. Um, we know what good action looks like. So see when you see average action, it really shows up as average. Uh-huh. Even like when I was watching like say Captain America Winter Soldier, yeah. and he has that fight in the boat at the start with against the, the UFC guy, who's not a UFC guy in the film, but he's like sort of a mercenary. Yeah. To me that was blatantly obvious it was all stunt doubles because it kept cutting away stuff like that. So like even in a big film like that, you can see the, you're, you're used to better quality than that. Yeah. You know, yeah. and this or that, you're used to better quality than that. Everything seemed really slow and really sort of like it felt way too like basic choreographed. It didn't feel it didn't feel um, so organic in any way. And that's all I can say the John Wick John Wick feels organic and he's moving in a way for a purpose. This film every, every movie she's done in this film was for a purpose of like this is what the choreographer you should do and I'm sure like the old thing of like gunshot from like three feet away going round her you go how how does like that doesn't make any sense you know John Wick's so great because he didn't make sure no one gets off a fucking shot you know this one's like getting to unload and make like sort of like automatic weapons at her from like close range and not hitting her going it's, it's you know it's, it's, it's stupid it doesn't, it doesn't was it intense like that I don't know it wasn't it was try to play I think it was try to play it straight it was try to play it intense try to real but I, just, I didn't I didn't buy it at all Really important question. Um, did, did the Warbucks make any cameos? They did not. Oh, you wouldn't know it was actually Boston. It's just generic. Say, I just recognise things from it. That's all. Neither Warbucks did. Neither Yeah, yeah. They don't ever reference it in Boston. They just sort of reference it as it's a major US city. That's all it is. Oh, what they do? Well, they say a, they say a, uh, an area which if you don't know is Boston. It's just an area of New York. But they reference that area, and that's how I said I figured out it was in, it was in Boston. So, you sound really disappointed. I was kind of drove to it, and I and they gave me salad. No, I wanted a really nice cake and they gave me a donut and I'm like, I like a donut now and again, but I wasn't in the mood for a donut tonight. And it also it was like Alan gave me a great cake, they gave me an average donut. Yeah, you know. Okay. Give me a great donut, but I was gonna have the option of say like an awesome cake made by a like a really artisan baker. I just say Yes, exactly. Um, it's like you've been missing PEI, because this is what I'm feeling here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt like, yeah. And also, no, because there was two, I had two options last night. I could go and see French. I think I had three options. I could have went home, I didn't do it. <coughs> see Proud Mary, or see a French film called, French, it's it's called This Is Love or something. This is life or yeah, something. This is life. This yeah. is life. Which we saw a trailer for a week there, and it, it looked funny. really funny. Yeah. And it's only getting shown for maybe one week. As is this, I, I, I tossed a coin and picked. I'm going to go with Proud Mary. And I wish I'd read with the, the French movie to be honest, which is a bit of a shame. But yeah, that's what it was. Out of ten, four out of ten. Four out of ten. Pretty oh, average. Yeah. yeah. Just quickly before we wrap up, we went back to Unseen. Uh huh. I didn't know he was in it. Who? I won't say he was in it. There's an actor, there's a good cameo in it, yes, I agree. No, did not. It makes sense because the actor is friends with the director. Wow. That was good. Oh my god. Yeah. That was all fair. I'm intrigued. You're intrigued, yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So back to yeah. Yeah. Back, so back, back. So Wesley Snipes. It was not Wesley Snipes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all I've got. Yeah. Um, out next week. There's actually a shit ton out next week. So yeah. So yeah. Colin will be here next week, but Barry will be here next week. Hopefully, we can hopefully see as much as possible. I love one movie. One movie. So next week we have Gunnyman, which is Paddy Constantine directing and starring in a boxing film a guy suffering brain damage it looks up brutally it looks good Constantine's always good always defending yeah. uh, me and Andy watched um, Deadman Shoes a few weeks ago Tranasol was on last night as well I saw you know yeah so yeah so I mean the guy always good actor so we look up yeah uh, he also got a film called The Quiet Place was out as well which I think looks really good as a horror film I'm really excited for this yeah yeah John Kuzinski and Emily Blunt looking looking uh, like, like scary and they've started Using that as a VB fight cinema yeah. woman, which is brilliant. Did you see them do their um they're doing a thing for like you could um 
go see the film with premiere with them. They've done like a week of, like a cute like a week of a video introduction of it to try and like get people to come and join a film. You bid on it, you bid like a and you want to get bid and get like um, to go to the premiere with them. So the fact they're doing a kind of piss tickle, then they'd not be able to get it out, they keep messing it up, keep messing it up. And then John Kazinski just walks out and goes, Come join me, John Kazinski, and my wife Emily Blunt, or as we're known to each other, the crunch. And so he, he's like, No <laughs> We're not doing that. He's like, Come on and she's like, No, no, we're not calling ourselves that. <laughs> um, so they're, they're in that look really good. You've also got um, Blockers, which are getting really good reviews. Looks awful. It's getting actual phenomenal reviews, like really good strong reviews. The, tra- the trailer's awful. Yeah, yeah. The trailer's absolutely awful, but it's in good reviews. And you also got a film called Midnight Sun. You want to go see it starring Schwarzenegger's son? Schwarzenegger's son? It's like Michael Schwarzenegger, I think his name is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's a film about a girl who can't go out in the daylight because oh, she gets bad skin. And I have heard bad things. Yeah, it looks awful. Yeah. Uh, it looks terrible. Uh, you also got one for the kids. Do you take the kids to see Duck Duck Goose? Maybe. Maybe they got to see that. It was a very cute, friendly, family-friendly yeah. animation. Yeah. Less family-friendly is Isle of Dogs, which is sort of a cat animation. Yeah, it's really interesting with Anderson. Yeah. Um, so that's out this week. Well, it seems to be getting time for whitewashing. So I have issues with that, and we'll maybe discuss it next week yeah, if we get into it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Not about... I, I'm actually always Anderson's side on this one for a change. Right. Um, so, yeah, so Isle of Dogs. But the main film out is out tomorrow. Which well, I, with this, which is, yeah. um, Ready Player One is out tomorrow, and I cannot wait because I'm looking forward to going to see it again. Um, and I'm looking forward to talking to someone about it. I, right now, I can't talk to anyone about it because no one's fucking seen it, but I have. And I'm really, that's what you get. That's what I get for going early. Should have went two weeks early when I seen it, but I did, and I, I do not regret a single instinct of it all. I'm going to try and see it tomorrow, so I'll give you my review in two weeks. But, but I can talk to you about it at work, and the main point is. Yeah. 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 Um, Colin, tell me what you find us. Uh, you can find us at all the usual haunts, three beers and radio, number three beers and movie at gmail.com, on Instagram and on Facebook. So look us up, like us, give us some feedback, comments, share all that, and we'll go probably reach a shout out. Yeah. That was good. And there's pictures of the monkey on Instagram. <laughs> um, so I have a new mascot. Go check it out. Yeah. What are you doing there? This is two pins. Yeah. Everything bends on it. Yeah. Yeah, everything everything works. Everything is opposable and I believe. Anyway, folks, I've been calling. You've been Kevin McAlpine. Yeah, I've been Rick. I've been barely here. You've been barely here, Andy. You've been listening to. Three beers and a movie.